Sure, we've all done dumb things, but who among us can say they accidentally started two wars? Welcome to American Esoterica. If history class gives you the coffee, this is the cream and four sugars. The essential stuff in between. The personalities, events, and other ephemera that shape our history and culture. I'm Brian Powers. Our hapless subject today is the loser of many battles. But this one has particular import. Because his actions in 1754 started the French and Indian War, which then sparked the Seven Years' War. It wasn't that he tipped the first domino, so much as he fired a flaming arrow at a tank of gasoline, setting much of North America and Europe ablaze. He was 22 years old, a British soldier leading his first command who, it should be noted, had never actually seen battle despite his position. His first mission, to politely but sternly ask the French to leave the Ohio River Valley, was a failure. The French had been respectful going so far as to provide supplies to his party, but he was sent away with a definitive NO for an answer. His next mission was to once again foray into the Ohio River Valley to reach a fort under construction by the British that was rumored to be targeted by the French. He was ordered to take a defensive stance toward the French, protect the fort and its inhabitants, but don't kill any French unless they interfere. On his way there, however, he came across the stragglers he had expected to reinforce at the under-construction fort. They had been routed by the French, who had seized the fort for their own without a shot. He decided to scout a position for a new fort and wait for reinforcements. After making camp, our luckless British officer received reports that French parties were active in the area, and he was afraid British numbers would filter back to larger French contingents. So he sent out scouting parties along with accompanying Native Americans from the Mingo people who were aligned with the British. A French camp was located, and our subject led a contingent of British soldiers up over a cliff overnight to the high ground above while the Mingo circled in below. According to at least one credible source, our man fired the first shot of the ambush, and it was a bloodbath after. After all was said and done, the Jumonville Affair, named for the leader of the French detachment who died in the skirmish, lit the fuse that led to the powder keg sitting between Britain and France, two countries that, until that moment, were not actually at war. Worse yet, the French claimed that Jumonville was on a diplomatic mission to the British when our man stormed his spaceship and force-choked his companions. Sorry, I'm just checking to see if you're still listening. Everybody had a different story. The surviving French claimed that they were attacked by the British while the French tried to explain themselves, while some of the British claimed to have been manipulated into the ambush by the Mingo allies. Our subject tried to pass off the French explanation as some sort of ruse, but the damage was done. He was given command of Fort Necessity shortly thereafter, and it was there that, a little over a month later, Jumonville's half-brother, whose name I'm only going to butcher once, Louis Coulon de Villiers, brought his righteous vengeance in an attack that became the first real conflict 
of the French and Indian War. It was a disaster, and our man and his command found themselves outnumbered, outmanned, outmaneuvered. You get the drill. They surrendered, and the terms included a statement that our subject took responsibility for the assassination of Jumanville, of which, it should be noted, our man was not aware when he signed it. This gave France the propaganda victory it needed to fuel a thirst for war, and the attack on Fort Necessity was met with a larger British retaliation. The French and Indian War was officially on. After confining the fighting to skirmishes in North America for a couple of years, Britain decided that this needed to be a full-on global war and declared war on France in 1756. This was the Seven Years' War, and think about it, two wars for the price of one. What a deal! So, what became of our subject? He continued to fight for the British, reclaiming his reputation through heroism at the Battle of Monongahela, thereafter rising through the ranks throughout the French and Indian War despite, you know, starting it nearly single-handedly. You know his name. I've already given you one hint, but I should clarify that no, it's not Darth Vader. It's George Washington. After accidentally starting two wars, we were lucky that he figured out how to end one. This has been American Esoterica. All sounds were made by me, Brian Powers. Did I get it wrong? Did I get it right? Just want to send me a 3,000-word essay on LeVar Burton and his place in history? Drop me a note! The address is yell at americanesoterica.com. Thank you for listening, and God bless America. Thank you.